0: Hi, I'm Murti Chintalapati, co-founder and CEO of Ozone
1: Communications.
2: One minute, this. This could be a great intro.
1: Hi, I'm Akshay.
2: Hi, this is Saurabh. And you are listening to the Founder
1: Thesis Podcast. We meet some of the most celebrated startup founders in the country. And we want to learn how to build a unicorn.
2: have been running call centers since the 60s and millions of people around the world are employed to take customer calls in call centers. But the back-end technology used by call centers has not really seen any major disruptions in the last two decades. The space is dominated by large MNCs like Avaya who sell complex and expensive products. This is where an Indian company like ozonetel has found a massive opportunity. ozonetel helps companies to set up a call center with just a subscription and basic integration allowing them to go live in days instead of weeks and at a fraction of the cost charged by the global giants. Murthy Chintalapati, the founder of OzoneTel, is a serial entrepreneur with successful exit in the U.S. under his belt and in this conversation with Akshay Tat, he talks about his multiple-decade journey as a founder and disruptor.
0: So I moved back and then... We started OzoneTill. You moved back, then what? And then of course, I ran, I met Athul Sharma, my co-founder. Of course, I met him way back in 2003, still when I was running in Totem through a common friend. And, uh, and so of course, we, we didn't do anything in, in voice space. That time, of course, we were just talking. When I came back, then we reinitiated, and then we came out with this Tel radio. And then we formed Tel and then got into the space.
1: What, what was like, what was the, 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 gap you saw that, what was that basic idea?
0: So basically Atul comes from an enterprise telecom background. So he worked in Avaya and uh, tell, and Telme kind of companies. And so, so he had certain ideas in the voice space. And then uh, we were dabbling with Avaya, you know, solutioning. And then we saw the, in, in the Indian market, the smes and all these guys cannot afford avaya census course, and not only the capex but even the system integration expenses which you need to incur to put the solution together so and uh, so then we said okay but
1: i have one question here who is the who's the buyer for these kind of boxes from avaya and all are you, are we talking of call centers here or are we talking about just regular because regular businesses would just be taking a BSNL slash MTNL line at that time, like, or that's right, yeah, or, or an Airtel or,
0: or Airtel, Airtel with a PBX and a receptionist sitting and taking calls, or maybe there'll be a customer support team. The receptionist will route the call manually to them. So that's the kind of scenario existed at that time, right? So if you want to set up a serious call center, you outsource your process to a, a BPO. Right? That's the trend. And so that means. Mm-hmm. And
1: these BPOs are the ones who buy an Avaya box. So.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, but if you look at it, right, I'll give you a very simple example. So, we you have this Hyundai dealership, right, Trident in Hyundai in Bangalore. So, they have around 10, 14 offices within Bangalore. Some of them are sales offices, some of them are service centers. So, there's no way the management can track the calls of what's happening within the business, how many sales calls have come? How many support calls have come? What did exactly the sales guy spoke to these guys? So basically here, if you don't treat these calls in a so monitor these calls and see what the customer is asking and act upon it in a real-time fashion, then you are losing business. And so, and they also felt the need for some, some tracking mechanism on the calls because the, the management cannot track the calls coming into 14 different offices sitting in one place, right? That's the gap which we found in the market where you need a centralized system where the calls flow through the centralized system into the branches and you, the management gets a real-time dashboard on the laptop and see, uh, listen to the calls and act upon it.
1: This was when the cloud telephony companies had already come by this time, right?
0: That's, that's when, 2010. 9 and 10 is when we started. Initially, we were trying to deploy Avaya the solution, but it's too complex and too too much of an effort to ma- manage it. And then we built our own even cards, ISD and VN cards. I mean, we built our own hardware.
1: What is what is this card? What does it do?
0: It's uh, so basically the cards which interact with the telephone exchange, uh, the calls coming from telephone exchange to your PBX, right? That's the hardware interface. So that, those cards we have built on our own. What we believed is whatever you want to do, you need to have total control. So when a support issue comes up, you should be able to fix it quickly. You can't depend on an imported card and depend on a, a vendor to fix all the issues. So we went ahead and built the entire system and hosted it in the data centers and started deploying the solution for across Bangalore and other places.
1: So this this solution was like a plug-and play for the buyer or, or what was it like for buyer? What
0: not a plug-and-play act, okay? There's a lot of hard work in deploying all these things in data centers, so it is not plug-and-play. There's a lot of effort is to go in, and then in 2000... And what this would
1: do is it, it would enable one phone number to handle, like, say, multiple parallel calls and route calls according to some logic and...
0: Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And so 2010, we launched this cloud telephony platform, Cuckoo, we used to call it Cuckoo that time. And uh, so that's when we... we that what we thought is we thought a lot of developers will come and use the APIs and build their own applications. Okay, that was the aim. Like parallelly at that time, Twilio also launched in US at the same time. And in US, there are a lot of developers to use the APIs and build their own applications. In India, you don't have that kind of developer ecosystem, right? And moreover, even if they build something, they have to put effort in marketing and selling that. And when they make money, we will make money on our platform usage. Guys like Zomato are early adopters around 2010. So they used our platform from 2010. And a lot of Okay, and, and what was the-, the use case for Zomato? Like so basically they used to assign numbers to the restaurants from the platform. And when the call lands on the platform, on the back end, they used to map it to the restaurant number and track the call. Okay. So they can tell restaurant, hey. So many calls got generated, inquiries got generated.
1: Lead generation.
0: Lead generation,
1: yeah. Uh, Yeah, this is when uh, Zomato's main business was restaurant listing. Absolutely. Not a food delivery. Hmm.
0: Restaurant listing, restaurant reviews and things like that, yeah.
1: Yes, yes, yes. yeah. I remember using this system. You would find a restaurant and then the app had a button to call and you click on the button and a call would go and you would get connected to the restaurant and then you would tell them, okay, I want to order this, will you deliver? Yeah, those... Those days.
0: <laughs> and they used to record the call because it's important for them to, in case tomorrow there isn't a dispute, right? So they have a call recording to resolve the dispute on the order or whatever it is. And also guys like Zipdial, you know Zipdial? Give him his call. Right. Which got acquired by Twitter. Uh-huh. Yeah, they launched it on our platform at that time. So, give him a call, get the cricket score. So, we took them live in 24 hours on our platform at that time, yeah. So, Cuckoo was like,
1: no, I, I guess, and both of you would have launched around the same time frame. Norarity also was launching around that time only. So,
0: so basically, Chetanyao is our architect who used to do all these things, and put out all new things in the public domain and launch the products and things like that. So, so he, he used to write the blogs also, what's happening. U.S. versus India and things like that. So then we, had, so when we started looking around, a lot of SMEs, they wanted a out-of-the-box solution. They don't have teams to build anything, right? So they don't have IT teams to build. So that's when we built the entire calls, contact center application on top of the same platform. And then we gave the cloud agent, which is a contact center application. So wherein is the first browser-based contact center at that time. And parallelly in U.S., Top desk launched on filio at that time. So, so we enabled SMEs. So this this product would
1: allow a company to tell their agents to just log in on a browser window and then start taking calls or make outgoing calls as the case may be. That's right. Okay. And they, they would just have a headphone connected to the laptop for the conversation to happen.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. They don't need to put a a hard phone they can do that and of course since India has regulatory issues you cannot call on a laptop so you have to connect the call on the mobile phone but the agent is logged into the browser so we can track the agent activity in real time and make sure that each agent is available to take the call and the agent who is not busy on the phone based on their skills It's called skill-based routing. So all that logic is done on the data channel and the actual voice is connected on the mobile phone or a landline phone. And then later we gave a hybrid solution where we used to deploy a gateway at a customer premise and then connect all the agents on a LAN. Uh, So at that time they were able to take the calls on the browser because once the call terminates on a LAN within a enterprise network, you can legally terminate the call and allow the agent to take the call on the browser.
1: And this law came into place because government wanted to protect the telecom companies. Uh, otherwise, the telecom companies would have lost business if this was
0: that was the notion, but it's, it's nothing like a loss. in fact, you are you are enabling the businesses to use the more telecom infrastructure in this manner, yeah, 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 yeah. so so we did that. so we we moved from pure cloud to hybrid, looking at the market requirements. The challenges you are facing in the market and uh, really took off. So we enabled and, and this was bootstrapped, no external funding. It's all self-funded. Yes, and around 2015 we took some angel money from Singapore. Angels came together and they invested in us.
1: What kind of business were you doing by 2015? What kind of revenue?
0: We crossed a uh, couple of million dollars at that time. Yeah, at that time also we launched some innovative application called the Mobile Radio for Hindustan Unilever. If you, are, if you heard about it, it's called Khan Koji So they were trying to reach bottom of the pyramid consumers where they have a, a 1000, 2000 rupees, a future phone. They didn't even, they don't even have a smartphone. They don't have radios or they don't have TV. So that's a media dark place and they want to promote their brands in that segment, the UP Bihar kind of segment. And they floated an RFP and we bid it for that and we launched mobile radio and there's a Limkar record for that where we handled around seven or eight million missed calls in a day. So you give a miss call, you get a like a FM radio kind of incoming call. FM radio kind of content with radio jockeys playing the content and then in between there'll be the brand ads, like a the wheel. I mean they have hundred brands. HUL has a hundred brands. So they can play whatever brand message they want to play. So they used to track how many times a particular consumer heard this particular brand. So all those analytics we gave to them so they could do the promotions based on that feedback. Mm -hmm.
1: And for the consumer, it would be just a missed call and then they would get an incoming call. So it was like free radio for them.
0: Absolutely. It's a free radio for them.
1: Right. Okay. Interesting. (laughs) I had not heard of this, but yeah, it's pretty interesting. Obviously technology made this concept obsolete, but it was innovative.
0: In fact, HUL got Khan's Gold and uh, uh, Silver Awards at that time for this innovative advertising, innovative marketing uh, using the phones to reach the media dark people. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So th- this was which year then the HUL campaign?
0: Yeah, uh, it's it around 2014-15, around that time.
1: Okay, around the time you got the angel funding.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. So what made you take on uh, external funding? What was the? What did you want to use the funds for?
0: Yeah. So we. We went to a U.S. two years back two thousand eighteen, 2018, to the North American market. And if you look at 70% of the global contact center market is in U.S. And that's a lot high value because that the value would be high. value, the mat- maturity of the market and the maturity of the enterprises using the product is very high. And so we decided to address the North American market. Though it's crowded, people said, hey, we are going to the North American market, it's crowded. We said, let's. Go ahead and uh, try it out. Other option we had was go to Southeast Asia, like countries like Indonesia, Philippines, Thailand, and uh, all those countries have their own dynamics. Unless in each country, you have one founder sitting and understand that market and you make it happen. It's very tough to win that market. And also they're as present to as India market. So you, you, you don't get return on investment by going into those markets. So we said, okay, let's take a shot at north america and it really paid off for us and uh, so we started getting inbound leads because of their content marketing efforts and we we have some white label partner the us who is taking our product through channels channels like avaya partners channels like telecom ch- channel. they they are already have global presence in telecom networks so they have partnerships so they want to push this product into their network but uh,
1: w- what was the wedge like the U.S. would have already got other companies offering cloud telephony, right? So, so what, what was the wedge through which you could enter?
0: Yeah. So as I said, it's a crowded market. Everybody said the same thing. And we said, we want to come here and uh, observe ourselves than listening from others. So we started getting the inbound leads and we started, we put a dedicated team to understand the requirements. And started servicing them. So what we found was the existing solutions in the market, A, they don't have seamless integration with the most of the CRMs like Salesforce and Zoho and things like that. Okay. And, and also the, the auto dialers for, for telemarketing purpose like predictive dialers, progressive dialers, even they are not working seamlessly out of the CRM.
1: Uh, What are these progressive predictive dialers?
0: So basically you want to do a lot of bulk dialing and connect to the agents, right? You need to automate all that process. And there are the progressive and predictive dialers. That's what these two functionality allow you to do bulk dialing and connect the call. When the consumer picks up the phone, it connects the call agent and so that they do the whatever product they are trying to promote.
1: Okay. Okay. Okay.
0: So What we observed is most of the existing solutions are not seamlessly integrated. There are a lot of challenges. The customers are not getting good customer support. And so, and we found this as a gap and we started addressing that. And when we started working with our byte label partner, we went into the channels like Avaya channel partner. So they validated our thesis that uh, A, support is not there. B, if you want to deploy a contact center in the US, it takes two to three months of system integration effort. That's a cost. Okay, there's a huge cost over uh, here. So our solution is out of the box. It's a plug-and-play. And even to configure a simple IVR on an Avaya gateway, it takes a lot of effort. In our case, is you don't need to be a technical guy to configure our IVR. You could be a business guy. You can use our IVR uh, plug-and-play configuration and configure the IVR on the fly. So they found... It's a very user-friendly system and you can integrate with any backend system very seamlessly in less than 24 hours and you can migrate any legacy network or legacy contact center onto the cloud within a span of 24 hours. So you don't need to spend few months to make those things happen. So, These are the usps we found in this market and now we are making good progress here
1: got it so essentially you are doing in the us what like say exotel nolarity are doing in india
0: see exotel nolarity uh, so if you compare these three players right exotel nolarity are addressing the uh, smb kind of opportunities where we have a call center with 10 to 15 or 20 agents right over a period of time we have moved into mid-sized large enterprises So just to give you an idea now we're addressing opportunities like SDFC, which is deploying for 15,000 call center agents. So that's the kind of scale we are talking. So
1: Okay, okay, okay. So therefore the Exotel Nonarity would not be focusing so much on integrating with other systems, but because you work with large clients who would already have other existing systems, so for you, integration is a moat in a way, your, your ability to integrate, that is the moat. That's right. And so what made you build these integrations? Like like you were also originally working with SMBs only. What, What made you choose to build like Salesforce and Zoho integrations and so on?
0: So, I mean, see the India market, if you look at customers like Big Basket, they started off with 10 agents in 2012. Right now, there are 15, 000, 1,500 uh, agents spread across Bangalore, Pune, and Hyderabad. So all these people, okay, Big Basque is an exception. They have an in-house CRM. They work with a, another partner called Capture CRM from Bangalore. But otherwise, most of the new age companies, either they use a Salesforce or a Zendesk kind of a CRM. So, And if you want to make the agent productive, you need to integrate with the CRM. So when the call comes in, the agent should get a screen pop with your customer history. Okay. So Akshay is calling, he has given me his car for servicing on X date. So all that history will pop up on his screen and he will greet you. Mr. Akshay, you gave your car for servicing and whatever it is. So he 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 handles you in a very personalized manner. So you are setting your customer uh, satisfaction right then and there. And I'm not putting you on hold to retrieve your information. The information is Right in front of my screen while I'm talking to you. So the customer frustration will come down.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I still don't understand why every time I call Airtel, they put me on hold.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, so if you look at the business, right now, everybody is moving to customer experience. Forget about call center. Customer experience is the key. For you to succeed any business. And, and Amazon has set the gold standard in customer experience. Okay. So the customer can come on any channel. It could be voice, it could be email, or it could be a SMS. So you should be able to respond to them in real time. If you don't respond to them in real time, the customer is going to your competitor. So they have options. It's not that they don't have options to deal with us, right? So it's very important that now businesses implement technologies like CRM, contact center, boards. So all these things so that you service the customer or the channel he prefers at the time he wants to interact with you. So you can't say they call between 9 to 5 p.m. I'm available only between 9 and 10. the customer can call you at 10 p.m. Right. So that is the time he's free. So your customer support team should be able to address his issue at the time uh, using a physical agent or a bot. And the bot or a physical agent should access the CRM information on the fly. You can't keep the customer on board like the way you went through the frustration. Right. And one of the frustrations all of us go through is IVR. I mean, you keep pressing the different options, but still,
1: yeah,
0: you <laughs> uh, don't get a solution. So, how do you design that IVR, which is w- very user friendly? So, now all these technologies are enabling businesses to deliver exceptional customer experience and and also you maintain the life cycle of the customer so right from marketing stage when you acquire the customer to convert them into a sales and then from sales to support post sales support and then the loyalty phase so how do you make sure that you retain the customer and sell more and more The customer support is no more just a support. And the customer support guys also cross-sell other products and other services. So you have to enable the support agents, support executives, all the information possible about the customer So that they maximize the revenues.
1: Got it. Okay. So in terms of milestones, like one milestone was 2015 when you raised angel funding. Then second milestone was 2018 when you entered US. Is that the last major milestone?
0: We raised our series A in 2021, October. And we raised our first round. And the reason we raised is we want to expand in North America and we want to invest in North American market. Basically, it's more into marketing and sales. R and D is taken care. Okay, we have to continue to innovate. That keeps happening, but um, we raise the money to expand into North American market.
1: Okay, okay, for go to market and growth, basically.
0: And to build a brand in the North American market, so there are a lot of events you have to attend and make yourself known to the in this segment. Yeah.
1: So, how much did you raise in your series?
0: We raised around five million.
1: And what revenue did you close last year? At? Like, like, what's your current revenue now?
0: We are clocking around 12 million uh, ARR. Yeah, so th- this funding will allow to double that in the next 12 months. Oh, wow. Okay. And how much of this comes from India? How much from US? What is the split? 70% comes from India and 30% from mm-hmm. North America. Yeah, so our will to expand North American revenue sector. And uh, are there different product lines
1: or is that one basic product line of voice only? Like for this revenue, like
0: so basically, Ccas uh, the CCaaS stands for Contact Center as a Service. So that's the main product. So we we're trying to scale that revenue. Which is basically a plug-and-play... Contact center. Uh, bot. And so that so we continue to grow that, scale that, as we start deploying bots in the market. Yeah.
1: So what would a bot do here? This is a voice product, right? So I, w- Voice bot. A voice bot.
0: Yeah, it's a voice bot uh, or it could be a chat bot. But we being in the voice, uh, probably we have a a better understanding of of, how how well we can service customers on the voice, right? So we we have voice bots, which we have... So so
1: that voice bot is a replacement of the, like, instead of saying press one, the voice bot will say say one. Is that what...
0: And and also it will not only say one, you can say, oh, okay, my shipment tracking number is this.
1: Okay, okay, okay.
0: Then it will talk to the backend CRM and pull out the information. If It is a very simple query like that. uh, When the query becomes a little complex, then the bot definitely will fail at some point. And then what happens is the bot has to hand over the call to an agent uh, and the agent should have the history of what all happened till then so that you don't ask the customer to repeat everything. And then he takes over from there and and the kind of, execute to support executive you need at that point is a little bit of a subject subject matter expert not just a guy who will take your name number to track information but he can address complex questions so seamlessly you have to transfer to the customer support executive and get the problem resolved
1: mm-hmm. okay okay and you are building this voicebot in-house
0: yes of course yeah and we also are building a lot of speech analytics and conversational analytics so we record all the calls. We run our algorithm to see what are the keywords which are happening between the consumer and the agent. So let's say you're ordering a pizza and so you might be ordering pizza with certain toppings. So uh, you, you have an issue with your order. So you can track all this in various buckets and do analytics on top of it and give a dashboard to the the business guys of the in this case delivery guys and uh, so they now they have a lot of intelligence in the conversations which are happening with the consumer and uh, they can fine-tune their business based on that
1: okay 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 it gives them access to voice of customer in a way like they can get an overview of what are the major keywords that people are using when talking to our agents
0: and also the sentiment analysis you can do so if the customer is frustrated or happy based on that you, you can you can do a lot of uh, analytics around that. Yeah.
1: You know. mm. So this would work for the US market, right? Because I think Indian accent is still something which voice bots struggle to recognize. And I'm speaking as a podcaster. We do. We we run our podcast through a auto machine transcription tool, and we we see very poor accuracy rate in that. So
0: maybe we should try your transcriptions through our engine and see what.
1: Okay. That would be interesting. You give,
0: you give us two, 200 hours of your recordings, we should be able to figure it out. Of course, yours is a broad range of topics. Talking about Pizzahat, the vocabulary used in Pizzahat is limited. So if I get 200 hours of voice recording files, definitely I can get you 80 to 90% accuracy of the, the recognition.
1: Okay, okay. E- even with Indian accent. Like... We
0: did this with US. US is easier. As you rightly said, India... The accent differs from region to region, right? Yeah, within English, but you you have to put more effort in fine tuning that. Yeah. Mm. So,
1: so uh, this is like your investment to remain relevant, absolute for the next decade, in a way. The, this, Abso- absolutely, like uh, machine learning based voice recognition technology, and so uh, w- would, uh, so, so this voice chatbot would even be able to like maybe not today, but eventually would be able to have like a conversation with the customers with. Something like, hello, how can I help you today? The customer stating a problem. Like, would that happen? Or like, what?
0: It's a a long way. You can't have a free flow conversation with a bot and expect that bot to resolve it without failing. We are not there yet. Yeah. So if you have a limited vocabulary and you're using sentences around that, you have to keep fine-tuning the bot. From day one, you may not be able to do it, but over a period of time, you can increase the accuracy.
1: Hmm. So what is going to be your path to a $100 million ARR? What do you think that will be?
0: So, yeah, as I said, we are betting on North America to get there. And these are all pure SaaS revenues. And so we are taking a couple of approaches. One is direct selling online, the using content marketing, demand generation, marketing efforts where a lot of inbound leads are address on the the phone itself. So we will not have a huge sales team to do that. But then we have, we're signing up a lot of channel partners in the North American market. So that will take time. But once it takes off, that will scale very fast selling through the channels. And so right now we are not going after the enterprises. We are more focused on mid-size market in North America. Once we build our brand and in the next year or so, then we can start slowly address the enterprise opportunities, which we are trying to sell through the channel partners. Because they have relationships and it's easy for them to sell to the enterprises. In fact, already through channel partners, we are able to compete against the finance and genesis of the world. So these are the market leaders and we're able to replace them a few accounts. Just because of the relationships, the, the channel partner is able to get into the account after that, we were able to demonstrate and the ease of using the product and all that stuff just convince the customer to go with us. Yeah. yeah,
1: okay. Do you also offer a cost advantage? Like, is your product cheaper than, say, a Genesis? Or?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. So you, you get a total 50% on the total cost of ownership, not just the license fee. As I said before, it takes anywhere between two to three months to deploy a finance or a Genesis to implement their solution. So you can cut down that effort so that uh, three months of cost System integration cost, the customer can avoid, or save rather, right? Uh, and not only the time, he can save the cost there. And apart from the licenses cost, right? So straight we are, uh, we can offer a 50% savings on the license cost itself. And, and backed by high-touch, white glove, customer support. So that means right from onboarding the customer to post-sales support, you're always there. And that's what the customers are liking it here.
2: Mm,
1: right, 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 right. Because your customer support and customer success team is in India. So th- that gives you that advantage to provide more high-touch service than a company based in US because it would be expensive for them to match that.
0: Not only that, in India, we got used to the high-touch support. In India, in, in India, you know, the, customer, the customers expect you to be available to help them in a lot of ways, even simple IBR configuration. So so our DNA has been built around helping the customer to succeed. So the same thing, we are carrying it to the North American market.
1: What, like, can you help me understand what is the pricing like? Do, you know, what is the cost of ownership like? Is it on, like, per seat or is it on number of minutes? Or what, what, what does it look like? What, what is this product price like?
0: It's per seat basis. Okay. And so if it's five nines, they charge around 125 bucks per agent license fee.
1: The dollars, you're saying?
0: Yeah, in dollars. Yeah. So we can offer it at $65, $75. Okay.
1: And unlimited minutes. The, the, it doesn't matter how many minutes of calling happens.
0: Uh, no. So we give the option. They can use our trunks and we charge for the minutes extra for the usage. Or they can bring their own trunk. Okay. So what is trunk? I mean, the the, the telephony trunk. They can subscribe for a zip trunk.
1: Okay. Okay. The, the four line.
0: The phone lines from the telco, AT&T or whoever it is, Verizon, or it could be any provider, and they can bring that. And there are multiple guys, like even Pileo offers, Telnix, Bandwidth. There's so many guys who offer the SIP trunks in the US. So they can get a, 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 a trunk of their choice with commercials, negotiate directly with them, and they can terminate on our platform. And they pay the call charges to the the service provider and they pay a license fee to us. Yeah.
1: So, so that call charge is not really a profit center for you. That's just an add-on service that you're providing.
0: It, it does give a lot of profit if we charge them. Okay. Uh, we we see tremendous uh, margins on that. It's not just a pass through. Most of the time, the customers prefer to bring their trunks, and we allow them to do that because so we we want to make it frictionless business. For them. Yeah.
1: So th- there is this other term, which is CPaaS, communication platform as a service. So how, how, uh, is that a market that you would also be positioning yourself in or you're focused on CSAS, like, like call center as a service? Can you differentiate CPaaS versus CSaaS? W- w- what is the difference?
0: So basically, CPaaS is a communication platform as a service where you're abstracting the telephony lines which are coming into the platform and exposing the apis wherein the end end customer application is going to call those apis to connect the call answer the call disconnect the call these are some seven eight commands which they can call from their application okay and and they can use any web application web technology they want it could be java php or perl or there's so many web technologies so they can use any technology and start programming at CPaaS uh, level. But the application intelligence, everything resides in their control and they do whatever they want to do and we don't get exposed to what they do, right?
1: Okay, okay. So CPaaS is is, is more of an API service. It is meant for product companies to incorporate into their product. It is not for end users.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, so it's more marketed to the developers of any enterprise or the startups which are doing innovative things and they want the communication channels into their application. So this is targeted towards them. And uh, that's one. We have not really aggressively went after that uh, marketing efforts because my, in India now it is taking off. So, so we would be putting a lot of effort in marketing now, uh, even at the CPaaS layer. And uh, so CCaaS is, is our plug and play solution and our main product, which we want to scale it. And uh, so both in India as well as in US.
2: If you like to hear stories of founders, then we have tons of great stories from entrepreneurs who have built billion dollar businesses. Just search for the Founder Thesis podcast on any audio streaming app like Spotify, Ghana, Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the show.
1: Hmm, Right. Uh, CCAS is basically for end user to directly use. They, They don't need to build on top of it. It's not an API solution.
0: No, it's a plug and play solution. So just he logs into the cloud, and and as an agent, he will log in with his skills. That it he is is receiving the calls or making calls based on the logic. Yeah.
1: Mm. So in general, this space is seeing a lot of consolidation. Like Nolarity got acquired by Gupshop, and uh, Twilio has been acquiring a lot of companies. So Twilio is probably the the biggest uh, CPaaS company in the world, I guess. So do you see that consolidation also affecting OzoneTel? Either you acquiring or you getting acquired, like
0: it depends what the strategy of others, right? So yeah, there's a lot of consolidation happening, and uh, for, for instance, acquiring Nolarity, so they would be using their voice services. I don't know about the contact center piece, but at uh, least definitely they'll use for that. Twilio acquiring what is the company? They acquired a company in SMS space in India, so Twilio is. Known to be the market leader in the CPS with SMS is the main service, more than voice, right? So they send billions of SMSs through their platform. So that's the reason they acquired.
1: Yes, 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 yes. And, and email also.
0: Uh. Yeah. So they do have a contact center product called Flex. But again, they are targeting that to the developers, not to the end user. Okay. So always they focused on developer community than end user community. Okay. So that is still not a threat to us. Okay. And so we are more appealing to midsize market where they don't want to do any development. They want a plug and play solution. They want ease of use with better support. So we continue to expand both in India. We don't see a challenge at Somebody... Say uh, coming into contact center space, uh, at least in the mid-sized large enterprises.
1: Okay, okay. So, so there is no other company in India which is doing this. Like, like the all your competitors are like Genesis. These are like all US-based companies.
0: Yes, Genesis. They focus again on a lot of enterprises. Okay, La- large enterprises. And again, as I said, the reg- regulatory issues in India. Like, you can't mix PST and VoIP. And yeah.
1: Oh, that is still there. They they've not abolished it yet.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so okay. uh, and So that's the reason for, from day one, we architected our platform, keeping that in mind. Mm-hmm. And we, we built out a very distributed architecture. And mm-hmm. that helped us in even in North America. Mm-hmm. I would
1: have thought that considering all telcos are now also data companies, they would have done away with that rule. So it's surprising they have not. And however, you would be a juicy target for someone like Salesforce, right? In terms of acquisition. Like say, if a Salesforce wants to offer a more holistic solution to their customers, it makes sense for someone like them to
0: Yeah, I mean, for them, it's a build versus buy and all that stuff, right? So how fast they want to get into the market to address this. So should they build it from ground up or acquire a company? And what we have seen is the contact center application is complex, particularly when it comes to voice. For the digital channels, it's easy to build a contact center, but for the voice, because you can't expect to have a lag in the voice and jitters and voice quality has to be of top quality and 99.99% uptime, all these things are there. So um, more so in India, it's very tough to achieve 99.99% because of our telecom infrastructure we have. So in the U.S., it's relatively easy to get that 99.99%, but not in India. Yeah, to answer your question, any CRM provider, if they want to expand their portfolio of solutions, the next uh, stage for them is to acquire a CCaaS solution. If their If their game plan is to provide a customer experience platform, not just a CRM, then then they need to acquire all these components and give a comprehensive CX platform. Yeah.
1: Mm. Or even someone like, say, yellow.ai, which is, again, a customer experience company, but, but they're more on the, the text. Bot side. Yeah, yeah, chatbot and all of that. What is the size of the company in terms of headcount?
0: We're around 200 people now. We're expanding rapidly now because of our expansion globally. We're not just North America, we are going into the Southeast Asia and the Middle East because of our partners. So that market is driven from India. And so North American market is totally different here.
1: Okay. Okay. And you have like salespeople in these countries or sales runs from India only?
0: Right now, sales is driven from India. We don't have sales presence in Southeast Asia or Middle East. That is being handled from India and pretty soon probably we'll have presence in those countries.
1: And was there like a tailwinds due to COVID that you saw? What was the impact of COVID?
0: Yeah. So in the first month or two, we we saw some dip in the revenues because our end customers went out of business, particularly the travel, hospitality who got affected by COVID, they stopped using our services, they are not able to pay, all that stuff, happened, but immediately it recovered and we saw a tremendous growth. I mean, ironically, thanks to COVID, our business really took off. And and the good thing is a lot of enterprises went remote, right? And, and they needed, a, they adopted cloud very fast. Previously, they used to take nine months to make a decision, but now they said, implement it tomorrow. I want it today. So in such a tearing hurry, they had to enable all their support executives sitting at home. And you're able to, I mean, for us, there's the, no the special effort from us just configuring the platform to, to allow them to take the calls from their phones from at home.
1: That whole uh, remote work trend is something which would have forced companies to adopt better uh, Ccas uh, instead of an Avaya box on-premise, they would need a cloud-based, browser-based solution.
0: Yeah. Browser-based, yeah. So what is
1: uh, your role in the company? L- like, wh- what do you look after?
0: And what-, what keeps you up at night? So my main focus is on business side. Okay. I don't focus on the product or engineering. My two co-founders take care of that extremely well. Okay. To tell you, I mean, we are more technology-driven than sales-driven or marketing-driven till now. Uh, in fact, the, we always believed the platform we are going to create should be very robust and enterprise class. And that's what we achieved in the last seven, eight years, and which is enterprise class in nature. And so now we are stepping up gas on the marketing and sales effort, both India as well as the other regions. And my focus is more on marketing and sales on the business side, on business side of that and what keeps me effort that's it and scaling the company to the next level that keeps me awake yeah
1: okay okay so tell me something you one approach to grow could be like the Freshworks approach right like Freshworks also started with SME but now they're more of an enterprise company and they essentially raised a lot of money to spend aggressively on sales and marketing and yeah, uh, I, I believe Girish is now based in the U.S. only uh, because that is where I think most of the revenue comes in from. So so that kind of aggressive funding-led approach could be an approach that you could take. So what's your thought on that?
0: Yeah, so we have not taken so far uh, because in India, uh, when we were doing business uh, at the time, there are hardly any VCs willing to bet any venture, which is just focused on India market. So, and we focused only on India market uh, for the last seven, eight years. And unless you have a global revenue, they are not ready to step in. And now we have the North American presence. And so maybe the next round, we'll be raising a bigger round in the next six months. Oh, so we, we plan to raise bigger rounds in next series B and series C.
1: Yeah. I mean, like going through channel partners would possibly save your cost of go to market, but then it would also reduce your margin, right? Because you would have to share that margin with the channel partner.
0: Yeah. That's true, but to get into entry into enterprise, it is easier to go through a a channel partner than a direct uh, sale, right? And direct sale needs a branding and all that stuff. That is pretty expensive in the US. It takes time, right? Unless you, you take 50 million, 100 million funding, And start pumping that into events and webinars and all that. We have to participate in the 10-15 events which happen throughout the year. So once you start building your brand, then it becomes easy to get into enterprise. But still, it's not that easy because you have to displace, though Avaya is a legacy technology, but still they are a force to recon with. And you have the finance. So it's not easy to trouble them in an enterprise account unless you have a relationship. And that relationship is what the channel partner brings to it.
1: Cool. So Uh, let me just end with this one last question. So what is your advice to aspiring entrepreneurs?
0: Go and try it out. I mean, don't hesitate. And definitely, I mean, it's not easy, but you have to get used to it. Initially, you will find it tough. If you survive first year, then it becomes easy to build a venture. If you lose your heart within one year and a couple of years, then of course, you, you don't get success overnight, particularly... If you're working out of India, so you have a lot of challenges. So, so you need to have that passion and uh, perseverance to succeed in India. And India, if you're addressing India market, it's a very price sensitive market. It's very tough to build a business just on Indian customers. So you need to have a global strategy from day one, which we didn't do it for various reasons. Ideally, we should have gone to US from day one. Then we would have met with a different uh, success. So the advice is stay focused and don't get, carried away what is happening in the market. A lot of people will do a lot of things and a lot of funding activities happens. You don't focus on those activities. Focus on the customer and the product. That's it. Everything else is a noise around. (laughs) So if you want to succeed, do that.
2: If you like the Founder Thesis podcast, then do check out our other shows on subjects like marketing, technology, career advice, books, and drama. Visit thepodium.in, that is T-H-E-P-O-D, ium.in for a complete list of all our shows.